Welcome everybody. Tonight's class is titled Action and Intention, Body and Soul, Part 2. We're in the middle of chapter 38 in the Tanya on page 182. Before we get in, let me share a story. Powerful story of Reb Meir of Premishlan. Reb Meir of Premishlan is well known for his uh, miracle stories. And before he passed away, um, well, he, he had a daughter named Rebetzin Miriam Chaya. And after he passed away, people would come to her for blessings, and they came true. And Rabbi Yisrael of Ruznitz, a vision, Rabbi Yisrael of Vizhnitz one time wanted to find out who is this Rebetzin Chaya Leia, Rebetzin Miriam Chaya, sorry, I'm getting confused with the names. Who is this Rebetzin Miriam Chaya? What is special about her that her blessings come true? And he asked her that question directly. He came to visit her. And he says, Torah scholars, they have the wisdom of the Torah and that gives them the ability to bless. He says, my understanding is that you're not so knowledgeable in Torah. Where is this blessing coming from? This ability for you to bless others and it comes through true. Where is it from? And she says, my ability to bless comes from label the thief. Label the thief? She says, in Premishlan, where my father was, there was a big problem of thieves. They would go around stealing. And, good evening. They would go around stealing. If you could afford a guard, it was good. Otherwise, you did your best. But there was one thief no one could find in the act. And, so to say, bring him to bait in. And that was label. Everybody knew he didn't have a penny, he didn't work, and somehow he had money. They all felt labeled, but no one could trace him. Well, one year, at the end of Rosh Hashanah, all the townspeople were coming to a mayor for a blessing for the new year. Okay, label gets into the line. He's about to get close to a mayor, and he says, you know what, I don't want to be embarrassed in front of everybody if he's not going to give me a blessing. So at the end, when everybody is dwindling down, there's two or three people left, he, he puts a hood over his face and he gets into line and he pulls at Remeyer's sleeve and Remeyer screams as if he just got an, a bitten. And he says, here, you, you want me to bless you? So, so label the thief says, no, no, no. Let me tell you his word. The way it's, the, let me tell you the... So, Reb Meir screams. He says, you have no sense of shame. Not only you steal from everyone in town, but you wish to trick me into blessing your disgraceful enterprise as well. So he says, God forbid, Rabbi, I never dared to entertain such a notion. All I wanted was your blessing, that if heaven decrees someone should lose money to theft, I'll be the one to take it. <laughs> <laughs> So the mayor smiled and he blessed Label with a sweet new year. So his daughter hears this and she says it's perhaps an opportune time. So she goes to her father and she says, I request that if heaven decrees a Jew should find goodness through a blessing, it should be granted through my blessing. And that's what happened. You know, and, and when I saw this story, I just thought it, it does share with you something. What you ask for is often what you're, go what you're going to get. Label the thief, he prayed, 
that if someone should have a theft, it should go to him. <laughs> Rebetzin, Miriam Chaya, she prayed that if someone should get something through a blessing, let it come through her blessing. I think it talks for itself. Okay, chapter 38. I need to tell you up front, we're going to use for this class these pictures I drew. The pictures are not holy, and I hope that I, don't, I didn't falsify any information here or, or give you a wrong impression. This is my understanding of the Tanya, and again, if it's incorrect or if you disagree with it, I will accept that. But do we know enough to disagree with you? <laughs> it, 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 you'll, you'll t I'll find out soon. I'll find out soon. <laughs> he, he's welcome to. You know, let me share. In general, we don't make graphics. Like, it happens to be about these subjects, generally, you don't find many graphics. Because how could you make a picture for the ain't so? So that's why when I, when I made that introduction, I made it for a reason. Sometimes we try not to make pictures. I made it, I felt, because it could help us. But let's not get caught up on the, on the pictures. Previously, we've, we've been learning how the action is the most important thing. That's what we learned in previous chapters. Chapter 38 stated, began with that same point, that it's more important to say the Shema than focus when you're saying it. If you said the Shema and didn't focus, you said the Shema, you fulfilled the mitzvah. But if you focused but didn't verbalize, didn't actually pronounce the words, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. In other words, Hashem is telling you, if you want to fulfill the mitzvah, you need to do the physical good deed. The fact that someone's hurt and you think about them is not enough, right? You have to go ahead and be kind to them. If in your mind you were being mean to them, but you physically were being kind, the, the most important thing is the action. That's what we learned previously. However, now we're going to learn that let's not think it's all about the action. The kavana, our thoughts, are very powerful. And that's what we're holding today. We'll read fast on page 182, left column, from Nevertheless. We'll read that paragraph faster because we learned it previously, but it will help us refresh. Page 182, we're in the middle of chapter 38, left-hand column, Nevertheless. Please let me know by raising your hand slightly if you have Nevertheless. Fantastic. Okay, good. Nevertheless, although we said that action is the most important thing, let's not lose focus. It has been said that prayer or other benedictions recited without intention, without kavana, is like a body without a nisham, without a soul. Yes, the most important thing is the prayer. But if you pray and you didn't think about what you were saying, then you're like a body without a soul in it. A body can exist without a soul, but it's a dead body. The dead body, does, does a dead body have godliness within it? Absolutely. Nothing in this world ex exists unless God is within it. However, the contrast of a dead body and a live body, we don't need to talk about. It's clear to all that the godliness within, in a live body is, can't even be compared to the godliness within a dead body. This means that just as in all creatures in this world possessing a body and a soul, 
Namely, the three parts of the soul that come down into this world. The nefesh of all living, number one, is the nefesh. Number two is the ruach, and the ruach of all human flesh. And number three is the neshama, the neshama of all that has the spirit of life in its nostrils among all living creatures. So all living creatures in this world that have a body and a soul, all of which Hashem, God, animates and brings into existence acts in the Hilo constantly. How does Hashem constantly bring both the body and the soul constantly into being by the light and vitality, which He imbues into them? Says Tanya, for also the material body and even the very inanimate stones and earth have within them light and vitality from Him, ble- him blessed be He. Even the most physical item, even this, even this case here that looks so mundane, has Hashem within it. And if Hashem disappears from this case, where does the case go? It doesn't go anywhere. It's, just, it's non-existent anymore. So that they do not revert to naught and nothingness as they were before. This item, if you go outside and you get a rock, your keys, the glasses, they have godliness within them because if not, they, would, they just would, would never exist. Nevertheless, even though that Jose is alive, Jose, Jose has godliness within and that chair next to him has within it, are you going to say you, you, you're similar? No. There is nevertheless... No comparison or similarity whatsoever between the quality of the light and vitality that illuminates the body and the quality of the light and vitality that illuminates the neshama, which is the soul of all living. The soul and body both have godliness within it, but we can't compare it. What's, what's going on here? The Chachamim tell us if you pray without thinking about what you're saying, it's like the, it's like the soul without a body. What does that mean? Does it mean... That it's like a dead soul? No, no. They're telling you that energy within your prayer is, is comparable to the energy within a dead body. And if you focus, the energy within your prayer is comparable to the energy of a life, of a body with a live soul inside of it. Now, whatever you think, I'm going to imagine, and, and again, Mark, you could prove my bluff here. I'm going to imagine what your current thought process is. When we leave class, you're going to see it's even, it's even the difference between them is greater. Okay. Let's see that inside. Now, let's see this. I'd like now to look at this picture for a moment. So, you have what I put in. Let's look at the world. Tonight, we're going to focus on the left-hand picture, the breath of God's mouth. So, we have the breath of God's mouth. You see it's uh, the sun, and the sun is shining forth. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're going to learn is, there's two items that happened to create the physical world. The first item is that a curtain was placed between godliness and us. That means, and that's why you see the curtain, and the curtain, this concealment of the countenance, this is, it may look like a beautiful curtain, but actually it's a, this is holding us back. You have this curtain that's covering all of the energy that comes into this world. So any energy that comes into this world has been weakened by that curtain. Just like you go into a house, 
and you could still leave a curtain blocking your window and the sun still comes in. That is this curtain. This curtain, go ahead. What you're saying is we can open the curtain. You cannot open the curtain. But then why isn't it a solid wall? Because godliness is peeking through. The sun is getting through the curtain. Okay. But the sun is but weakened. If you, if you want to tap into godliness, surely you have the opportunity to open the curtain? Absolutely, yes. Well, the answer is yes, we can tap into it, but the creation of the world has everything created through this curtain. Okay. And, that, yeah, and that's just my mistake. I didn't find it's a better a, example. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. You've proven my bluff. There you go. You did it. <laughs> Getting very technical, Michael. <laughs> so, so all energy that's, cre that's coming into this to create this world has been weakened through this curtain. Now, and that is called concealment of the countenance. Hester Panim. That is one way that the energy was weakened because how can you create something from nothing? How can, the, how can Hashem, which has no limitations, create something finite? Well, there was a lot of processes. But on a high level, the two processes were this curtain, where everything is weakened. And second of all, in addition to the curtain, you now have, you have solid walls with holes in them. So, I want you to imagine, and that's what I tried to do with these four items. You have a curtain. Now the next stage is, the curtain has in front of it a solid wall that only, only has, let's call it, four holes. So now not only was this energy weakened, but the energy is now limited. Good evening. Are, are you following with me? Let me, let me stand up and try and make this a little graphical here, okay? I want you to imagine that this window... Let's take these down. This is fantastic. You see my Mendel? I could have made it easier. I'll take a picture of this. It'll be easier. So, <laughs> so you imagine that the sun is peeking through here. So it's completely... Any, any sunlight coming through is going to be affected by this shade. That's the first step. Now imagine that in front of this, let me borrow this for a moment, in front of this now is another solid wall. So this, and this solid wall now has four holes. Okay, so any energy coming through the solid wall, let's review now, is weakened by the curtain and is not only weakened, but it's now additionally limited. Those holes have limited how much light. Yeah, but I would argue that light coming through the holes now is very concentrated. In Tanya, we don't learn. In Kabbalah, we don't learn. Well, at, in certain places, we learn there's many contractions and many times that this happens in the creation of the world. Some of them, we do learn about that. At the moment, we're not learning this. In other words, this... So, for example, let's talk about the creation of Gershon. Gershon, could I talk about you for a minute? Well, the creation of all man. The creation <laughs> of all man. So the creation of all man, we have this complete curtain, and then we have the biggest hole in this solid 
wall, that biggest hole is the creation of man. Now we have a smaller hole for the creation of animals. An even smaller hole for the creation of vegetables, vegetables and an even smaller hole for minerals. And what this is going to tell us is, and that's what Tanya is going to share with us, the, the same light is coming into the human, animal, vegetable, and mineral. But the amount of that light is different. That is the message we want to say. So the human and the, and the mineral are similar in the type of light that's coming through. But the human and the mineral are very different in the amount of that light that's coming through. Does that mean? And you with me? Any questions? Please ask questions. Yes, Dr. Mao, good. Finally, I have a question. Well, uh, first of all, when he talks about the nefesh, is that part of the soul or is it talking about the body? The soul has five parts. Yes, it's talking about the soul. Oh, okay. So it's not using that to mean body. No, 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 no. Nefesh is the soul. Okay, and then the other, the other uh, question has to do with this. Um, so, the Klippa Yoga, like the curtain... Yes, yes. Um, is, is that something which is just there, or does it depend, depend on people's actions? Tell me the question again. Uh, the Klippa Yoga, I'm not sure what it is. What it is, except that it blocks some of the light. I mean, I understand. What does klipa mean? It's a shell. Klipa is a shell. So literally, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shell over the light. But does, is that a result of maybe uh, what people do that isn't so, so good? Or is it just something that, that is... Um... At the moment, this, when Hashem created the world, on, at the beginning of creation, before yeah. man affected it, it's, we had the... We had Klippas Noga. I oh, mean, they're still there. Okay, so totally independent of what Independent of what we do. This is the way the world was created. Mark's point previously was we could go above this. But the way the world was created was in such a fashion where everything has been affected and with Klippas Noga. The, the, the solid wall, um, what, what does that represent? I mean, it's a, it's a barrier, I understand that, but what does it represent? Yes, good question. Let me see Mark's question and I'll get back to yours. Mark. So we're kind of using analogies. Metaphors, yeah. Metaphors. 100%, yes. Okay. At home, on the wall, just like you have here, I have a dimmer switch. Okay. And I can dim my lights or... Right. The light that's coming through the curtain, Yeah. is it constant? Yes, it never stops. Hashem is constantly there. Hashem is always there okay so then the light that's coming through the holes in the wall that's creating the man animal vegetable and mineral that's also a constant light 100 percent like that's exactly what we just learned if the light would go out for a second you would disappear okay so i pushed with dr mala for a second i but i pushed it off because it's such a good question and now that i think about it i think there's a lot to be done on this page. <laughs> Next time I'll have different graphics perhaps. But, um, so Dr. Malov is asking what, kind of what terminology does Kabbalah use perhaps for this solid wall? Is that your question? Well, 
it, it's intending to, to, to uh, you know, give some kind of a concept. Yes, stand yes, for something, yes. But I, I don't know what it stands for. Okay, good question. It's a very good question, and the answer is symptom. Symptom means, anyone? Symptom? Conceal. Contraction. Contraction. No, and actually, Garrison just said a word, and this is exactly going to be the detailed nuance Tanya is dealing with. There is symptom, and there is, what was the other word you just heard? Conceal. Sorry, there is concealment and contraction. And that's exactly what Tanya is talking about. Concealment, the concealment is the same for all of us, for any creation of this world. The contraction, that means once there's been a concealment, the symptom is different within each one. The contraction of the energy past the concealment is different within each one of these items. So, if you're asking what are we referring to when we talk about the, um, the difference between the four categories or the solid wall, that's going to be the symptom. Symptom means that's contraction of the energy. Well, so what, it, what, it does, it, what does symptom mean? Symptom means you're taking all the energy that, that exists and you're contracting it, you're limiting it. Okay. And now how much are you limiting it within each one of these four is different. But you're taking all that energy and you're limiting it just to that, that amount that should come through. Because there's respective sizes or significant sig sizes of matter. Their respective amount of godliness that's going to be inside of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, any other questions before we see this inside? Um, so, the man and animals, the way it's represented here, that, that is letting the light through, these holes. That's right. They have much more godliness within them. That's right. Okay. And that's exactly the point that we're bringing out here. That, remember we started off saying that one who prays without intention, it's as if you have the energy of the body without the soul. In other words, the body, which by the way, this was surprising to me in learning, but the body, which one of these four categories does the body itself without the soul fall into? Is it going to be considered man, animal, vegetable, or mineral? The human body, what? Animal, animal, the without body the itself, without the neshama, is considered a mineral. It? It's the lowest of the four categories. It's very surprising. Because I've heard when you pull a carrot out of the ground, it screams. So it has to have a soul. The, the body itself is considered a mineral. In other words, when the, when it's like a rock. If there's no godliness within it, the amount of, if there's no soul within it, the amount of godliness, it doesn't grow. I mean, in, in, in simple words, like a rock doesn't grow, the body doesn't grow. A dead body doesn't grow. The, bones, bones are made of calcium, which isn't what I'm doing. There you go. There, there you go. Bones are minerals. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. question. So then, when in Judaism, when we talk about it, we have our neshama and then we have our nefesh, which is like the animal soul. And then, how, how is that compared? How is that related to this? Completely unrelated. This is. It's not unrelated. It's very related, but it's, this is not what we're talking about. Because 
we, we learned previously there's two souls. Um, there's an animal and godly soul. And uh, at this moment, and, and both souls come together, you don't just have one. If you're alive, you have an yeah, animal and... Right, right, right. Does, does that help? Yeah, totally. Let's see the words, let's see the holy words of, the, of Tanya inside, and hopefully it will give you clarity. Again, if you don't like the pictures, I don't mind. <laughs> okay, here we go. To be sure... Now, as we go through, I'm going to try and explain to you how the pictures fit in. in page 182, left-hand column. To be sure, please join with me. To be sure, in both, in both the body, the mineral, and the soul, and the man, there is an identical light in terms of concealment of the countenance. So that's why you see I put the concealment of the countenance, the, the uh, curtain is similar in both of them. And in terms of the identical garments wherein the light hides, conceals, and clothes itself. Okay? So for both body and soul are of this world, wherein the light and vitality, issuing from the breath of His mouth, blessed be He, is e Hashem's mouth is equally concealed in a general way. So both, any any thing created in this world is going to have an equal concealment of the energy by virtue of the concealment of the countenance and graded descent in the progressive lowering of the worlds by means of numerous and profound tzimtzumim contractions. So I'm, we're not going to go into all the specific types of concealment that exist, but the Tanya is telling us there's a you know, it's not as simple. It's not like, oh, there's a, there's a Shem and one, one curtain. There's many curtains, many, many things allowing something to come from nothing. But on a high level, we have this curtain until the light has closed itself in the Klipas Noga. So all energy coming to create this world comes through. It's closed in Klipas Noga in order to animate the totality of this material world. That is, all things which are permissible and clean in this world, and from it and through it, all things that are impure, receive their sustenance from and through energy that comes through this Klipas Noga. For it is the mediating agent, as it were, as has been explained above. Without the Klipas Noga, godliness doesn't come into this world. Or godliness doesn't come to create in this world. So, both the Body and, soul, body and soul are equal in the type of energy that comes through the concealment of the countenance. So when we started our initial conversation saying that if you pray without intention, it's like the energy of a body without a soul, that's not referring to the difference of the energy that comes through the curtain. Any questions? It's not what... Well, we said that there's a difference between the body and soul that's not referring to the way the energy comes through the curtain. Through the curtain, the energy is equal in both the body and soul. Mm. Nevertheless, the illumination, i.e. the flow of vitality, wherewith God illuminates and animates by way of this garment, mm -hmm. meaning once it comes through this garment, it's not the same for all of them in the manner of contraction and expansion. So once it's come through this, this initial Klipas Noga, the contraction and expansion of that 
is completely different by all of that. Four, in the corporal body, and this is where I gave you that point, and in the actually inanimate object. In other words, Tanya is telling you the corporal, the body itself, is exactly like the inanimate object, like stones and earth, if there's no soul in it, of course. The illumination is one of greatest contraction, which has no parallel, where the vitality is so minute as not to have even the power of vegetation. The contraction of the, of the, energy, of the light that's coming through, the klipas noga, within a mineral, is so small that there's no growth. In plants, the illumination is not so greatly contracted. Okay? So now you see already the circle is bigger on top of the plants. And in general, and that's what you have here, all things are subdivided into four categories, mineral, vegetable, animal, and man. Corresponding with the four letters of the name, Havaya, blessed is he, from which they receive their influence. So, what's, what letters make up the name of Havaya? We have a Yud and a hey, I'm putting a line between them, so otherwise we can't, th we can't do anything with this paper. If you write God's name, you need to bury it. So that's why if you put a line between it, it's not uh, Hashem's name in a holy way. So, there's four letters to Hashem's name, and each one of these letters is the energy that gives, that creates its corresponding part. So man gets its energy through which letter? The highest letter, which is the Yud. The first one is the highest. The animal gets its energy from which letter? From the first hay. Vegetation gets from the vav. And minerals get its energy from the last hay. I feel like you're all going to leave here and start flying. I don't want anyone to fly home. <laughs> so... <laughs> bring, bring us back here, Mark. Who writes this? <laughs> Who writes the book? Yeah. The author Abby. <laughs> because I've just read this like five times. Yeah. And I'm glad that you did the curtain thing in the beginning. <laughs> because I'd have nothing to connect the words to if you hadn't done this. And I know that's why you did it. But this is pretty intense. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's quite, it's quite serious. This is one of the more intense... Actually, the chapters now are going to get quite intense. Yeah, I hope you'll come back. But. Well, I'll be gone for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you need a break after this. I'll be in Israel. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, we've... This picture... On the left-hand side, we've learned the words of Tanya that share this idea. <laughs> Any questions? Only one big question. <laughs> Should I repeat it, or we're good? Like, is there a reason? To... I don't think it would change anything. If <laughs> no, it's just it. like, I'm, my brain is, like, the wheels are just turning and stopping and rewinding and turning and stopping and rewinding. If a person, say, um, doesn't act properly, or yeah. say, most of the time, isn't that probably? Does that diminish this circle? No. Of light? Hmm. Not at all. No. In other words, if he's alive, then that means he has the greatest energy. To be alive means that he has that energy coming through the letter Yud of God's name. He's misusing the energy. He still has it. Okay. And he's misusing it. He still has it? He, so it's still. It's just, it's unless he turns it to an animal, 
Like Nebuchadnezzar turned into an animal, we learn, right? So he, right? He, Nebuchadnezzar turned into an animal for a few years, according to some opinions. I could write this better so it would be easy, more easily understandable. <laughs> Michael, I could do it like an animal. Yeah. Um, no, so that's so long that he's a human, so long that he's a human, his, he's getting the energy from the highest level. Is that because he's got a higher potential, even though he's not using it? Yes. Is that, that would yeah. be? Or, or the fact that he has the ability to use his mind, that only comes from having energy from the highest level. If, if you're able to be a human and use your intellect, yeah. not like animals have intellect, but their intellect is all about their feelings, mm -hmm. all about their emotions. If you're a human and you have an intellect that could individually guide you against what maybe your feelings are telling you, then that means you have the greatest energy within you. Hmm. I have kind of a tangential question. In the we say, Yeah, yeah. So... The soul will come back into the dead body and make it back alive. But the body itself is... is it's not... It's not it's, go ahead. No, okay. Mechaya well, HaMezim doesn't mean the body is going to come back to life. It means right. the soul is going to come back to the body and, and together unite. Okay. Let's, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you know what, I'll just introduce the next part, and then you could dream about it. When you're in yeshiva, and you're studying this stuff, how do your brains not explode all the time? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, because this is new to us, and yeah. but do you get used to it? Do you like figure out the cadence? You have to ask I people mean, who learn more than me. Ask, ask others. They'll, yeah. they'll tell you. It's. A, I mean, I appreciate the question. You know, I'm. I'm in awe, actually. Mark, I'll tell you something powerful. I appreciate the question. The answer is that has, that we are always taught to have something holy on our mind. So what this does do is it just is always on your mind. You can't get it off, right? <laughs> if you have a good question, if, if you learn... So it, it, it assists you in thinking about the world and thinking about Hashem. And it's a, it's, it helps. That's what we're doing here. We're learning about Hashem and, and it's getting stuck to us. That's good, right? We're succeeding in our, in our mission. Well, you're succeeding in your mission, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, what we're gonna what we're gonna do now is no. The reason I, I slammed the table is because I disagree. The more you don't understand, the more you're succeeding. In other words, yeah, Mark, you're you're the biggest success story. The more that it's on, it's bothering you. What that implies, but okay. Okay. Let's now flip this to understand what this means in our relationship with Hashem. When we do mitzvos, what does this mean? And in, in the 
So I'm going to show you the picture first. We'll start with the picture. We have the Ain't So Flight on the right-hand side. We have the Ain't So Flight. Means this is the energy of Hashem. And now, when we do Torah and mitzvot, it's coming without conceal any concealment. There's no concealment now. So Mark, Mark asked, there's no, not, there's no curtain. No curtain. There's no curtain. Actually, we're going to learn there is a wall. That's what we're going to learn in a minute. That's why you still have the circles. Remember, the circles represent the wall. There's no circle. There's no wall. Mark asked earlier, are we stuck? Does everything in this world need to come through, through that curtain? The answer is no. When we serve Hashem, what do we, what do we mean when we say, oh, we'll bring down godliness? Well, now we're actually going to learn what it means is we bring down energy that there's no other way to bring down. And that's what we're seeing on this, in this picture. So you have the angel flight. You have, there's no concealment of the countenance, there's no garment whatsoever, but there still is a contraction and expansion in these four items we'll talk about in a moment. So what that means is that within each of these you have the essence of Hashem's energy, but it is contracted, it is limited. What are the four items? So you have the physical mitzvot, so you have, that's why you have a picture of tefillin. The picture of tefillin, that is the lowest possible energy you could get if you're doing it without any thought behind it. Okay, so if you get up in the morning and you're in a big rush, you should do this. Do it. If you're in a rush, do still it. You put on tefillin and all you're thinking about is how long it's taking, you still put on the tefillin. But that act of tefillin has the least energy similar to the energy of a mineral. But it's better than nothing. Well, it's amazing. That's what we learned in the previous chapters. The yeah. action is the most important thing. Yeah. If you only have a few, don't worry about it. Just do it. That why do people? If you, why do people? Why do chabadnikim? We go around and I don't care. Just I, I don't even care. I'll pull up your sleeve before you know it and make you say the shema. <laughs> because we learned previously, the action is most important. Yeah. However, we, the action could be even greater mm. if we focus. But if you're not going to focus. At, it's better to have a body than no body at all, right? So, you're bringing down, remember, remember what we just said? When you put on tefillin or when you light Shabbos candles, without any thoughts behind it, you're bringing down the essence of Hashem without any curtain whatsoever. Yes, in a limited way, but the essence of Hashem is in this world. That is, however, the lowest aspect is the physical action, the physical mitzvah. A higher level, similar to the vegetable, is going to be when you speak about it. You say, that's why I have a picture of someone saying Shema. So all of a sudden we know speech is more refined than the physical action. So it's a little, there's, there's a drop more godly energy within it. However, it's just like the vegetable. If you want to go, to, go ahead and bring the essence of Hashem in a much bigger way, like an animal, well animals have feelings, an intellect connected to their feelings, that would be serving Hashem with the love that is natural within you. Naturally, we learn in chapter previously that there's a love you could create from your intellect, and then there's a natural love. The natural love is going to be like the animal that has a natural love also. If you want to have ultimately the highest level of energy of Hashem, you do a mitzvah, but you're fully, your intellect is connected with it. And 
we'll conclude the idea. We're not going to learn this inside today. I'll conclude the idea. We'll learn it inside next time. To conclude the idea, look at the top line. Prayer or any other on the on the page. Prayer or any other blessing. It's, look on in your picture I made, it says on the top, prayer or any other blessing said without intention is like a body without a soul. So now we understand that. When you pray without any intention, you have energy similar in a way to that of a body. Remember in our picture? You put on, when you went ahead and you put on tefillin without intention, it's similar to that of the body. Remember the body is like the mineral? They're both the smallest category. But when you go ahead and have intention, so now all of a sudden, it's like the soul within the body. Mark, you'll take a good two-week break. Well, ironically, I'm in Israel. We have to learn more of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Ironically, it may be harder in Israel to, to learn than, than right here. Okay, let me try and summarize, and then we'll take questions, and we'll all, we'll all leave in happy that we've done something special. Let's summarize. We started off saying... Action is most important, but action alone without intention is like the soul without a, it's like a body without a soul. What does that mean? So we said that in creation of the world there's four different categories. There's the mineral, vegetable, animal, and human. Now each, all of these four categories have the same curtain concealing them, but the contraction is different. Similarly, we're going to learn next week the same thing is when you do a physical mitzvah without the intention it has a very limited amount of energy just like the body but when you do it with kavana with the proper intention it has a tremendous amount of energy just like a body with a soul inside of it any questions? how did the concealment disappear in this picture. Ah, what caused that? Because now we're doing Torah and mitzvos. Torah and mitzvos have no concealment. Uh -oh. Well, this answer is just regular life. Is exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Was your exactly. question about action? You said that people's behaviors affect this. They do. Yeah, in, in this that's, that's, scenario. What I, that's what I'm hearing too. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes. I, I must have misunderstood. No, I, yes. I, I, yes. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, you so if you're doing it even... <clears throat> Even like on a purely physical level, it still removes the, uh, the Exactly, and you're drawing down the essence of Hashem. That's why I was saying the physical mitzvah is so important because you're drawing down the essence of Hashem. There's no concealment. Because there's nothing, there's nothing at all without at least the physical. Exactly. Mitzvah. However, if it's only the physical without intention, the essence of Hashem is limited. So going back to kind of like one of the main themes of Tanya regarding understanding the Benoni and the Tzaddik yes. and the different types of sort of levels of achievement or person, character development. Yeah. Um, when, one is, when one achieves, for example, the status of a Benoni, in essence, has the, uh, their life is... They, is is the point that your life that you can feel the essence of Hashem in your life all the time? I mean, 
So, I hope you'll come back. <laughs> That's chapter 39. Ah, okay, cool. And this morning, this morning at 6 a.m., I worked on that diagram. I hope you guys won't get mad about that diagram as well. <laughs> but, just to surely answer, the uh, Bainani would fit into the heart category. Remembers the natural love. Uh-huh. So, you would be, yeah. But, so, uh, okay, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting, though, that the heart category, which you compare it to the animal Correct. is higher than the physical meets foe. So the picture obviously is not well done. Meaning uh-huh. the heart category with the physical mitzvah. Uh, the I physical mitzvah, the heart itself is nothing. Each one so keeps adding. Exactly. exactly. It, 100%. Okay. The heart means you're doing the mitzvah with your heart. Yes. And the greatest is doing the mitzvah with your mind. Which is why uh, you said that's the level of the baby. Correct, okay. correct, correct. So you actually answered my question from the, at the beginning in a different way than you yeah. think you actually answered it. Okay. Is that when I said, could you peek behind the curtain, you in fact can with this. 100%, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Okay. And actually, I think we leave tonight with something really tangible, and that is an understanding of why it's so important to learn Torah and mitzvot. In other words, we're doing something that nothing else can accomplish. Godliness is concealed. If you want Hashem to, have a, to be able to live here, there's the way we're going to do that, the way we're going to remove this curtain, is through Torah and mitzvahs. Okay, thank you very much.